1: When I try Deathwish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no I didn't. I used coupon code 3NGRYNERDS and got 10% off. You can too! (sighs) In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold the studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Spark. How's it going, Spark?
0: I'm good. I had a basketball game today uh at 9 a.m and i'm still sore okay. it's good to be old <laughs>
1: yeah getting old uh, definitely is not as fun as it used to be or i don't think it was ever fun yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was never fun um yeah i've got well i got a pride party that i'm going to today and then it's also my brother's birthday and i got up and i was like i want a breakfast that's not just cereal so I just was over my day, but at the same time, sometimes you need a good breakfast. So,
0: Indeed. Um, that's
1: the life we live. Um, cool. Well, we're going to just jump into it. Uh, there's another strike going on in Hollywood. Um, yeah, so at first it was the writers, and now it's the Screen Actors Guild that's going on strike, so... Uh, literally the cast of Oppenheimer had to like leave the premiere uh, because of the strike which was crazy so uh, yeah we'll see how long this goes on for and how uh, much this will impact Hollywood Uh, but it's already getting pretty nasty Uh, but yeah uh, already projects like Mortal Kombat 2 and FX's uh, Alien TV series are already, already getting delayed uh, just because of everything that's happening so expect that to, ha- to happen some more as time goes on but yeah not, not fun but at the same time they gotta stand up for the rights so I get it
0: yeah um, you know get that money I, uh, obviously I don't see the books uh, so I don't know the specifics but I do generally know that uh, in business companies just want more and more and more um, and so they're going to cut every corner they can to get it. So I'm almost always going to be on the worker's side because you don't need $50 million a year when you could do $25 million a year and pay people that need it. Yeah.
1: Also, too, like, it sounds like a lot of it, too, is, like, to do with, like, AI and... Um, also, too, you've got um, stuff to do with, like, streaming and stuff like that. So it's, like, a lot of, like... New and emerging technologies that, like, obviously 10 years ago they probably weren't thinking of, but now you got to kind of account for that. So, I don't think it'll... As you should. Yeah. Especially, like, they're saying that, like, nowadays actors can have their faces and voices replicated by AI. Like, what does that mean for that person? Should they still be properly compensated? Of course. Like, you know. Well,
0: most... Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, most AI is theft, like, because yeah. the, the computer doesn't have an original thought. It's just taking information, and that information is from you, and then repurposing it intelligently. So, uh, yeah, they should become, like, AI, I'm sure you guys have seen all the AI TikToks of Drake, and or Kanye singing, and it sounds a lot like them. Well, the you know, the AI isn't a great impressionist, it's literally taking their voice... And just putting new words in, so uh, yeah, they should be compensated because it's still work based off of their intellectual property. Yeah, one hundred percent.
1: So we'll see how this goes, but obviously you need actors in Hollywood, so I have a I have a feeling that we're gonna get a pretty quick resolution to this, but we'll see. Do you? I, I think so. I mean, we've already had one delay. We've had one strike with the Writers Guild. And already that's delayed things, and then the screen doctors go. I mean, it's very smart of them to like go back to back on these um, strikes. But I think I think the the Hollywood uh, you know studios and all that they're gonna start seeing this and go, yeah, I think we I think we need to actually start making movies again. I mean, I hate to say this too, but there's even like people who are not in those uh, um, guilds. That are losing jobs now because of a lack of work so like people like even grips in hollywood people who are doing animation like these people are all losing jobs too so i think at a certain point the the studios are going to be forced into uh making making compromises there so well we'll see okay i mean people can be stubborn (laughs) but i think Personally, I, I I like to think that yeah, this this will get resolved hopefully pretty soon. Uh, but on to other stuff. Uh, In Human Star, Anson Mount says that there have been informal talks with Marvel Studios about Black Bolt's return, which I don't know, I don't know. I mean, the last time we saw him was uh, Multiverse of Madness, and I uh, I don't know. I kind of want to forget most of that movie to be honest, but um, yeah, would you want to see?
0: Anson Mount return? Uh, sure. I mean, you know they they've done Black Bolt dirty so far. He's a he's a pretty powerful character uh, that they haven't that they've haven't done anything with. I mean, I didn't watch Inhumans to be fair, so I do not know what went on there. Mm-hmm. But on screen otherwise, uh, sure. I mean, if I never saw Black Bolt again, I wouldn't care. And if I and if he was in two more movies, as long as they Kind of give him as propers cool cool beans
1: yeah i um i guess there's just so much going on in the mcu right now but like they're already setting up galactus and they've got kang and all this other stuff like do i need Black Bolt? do i but i mean i think uh i think the inhumans should get their due but the problem is is now that we've got uh mutants coming into the MCU and, like, the Inhumans were always supposed to be, like, a version of the mutants that Marvel could use because they can't use mutants. Well, now they can use mutants, so part of me thinks, I don't know, there's just not as much of a need for the Inhumans, but I think maybe Black Bolt, you could, yeah, bring them in for some um, Illuminati movie or some kind of performance in there, so we'll see. I'm a little like, eh, I don't think he's totally necessary to tell the story, but, yeah. Uh, we got our first look at Hugh Jackman, suited up as Wolverine, in the high-resolution photos. So, um, it was teased that Wolverine would be wearing something very similar to his iconic yellow and blue costume, and we got our first set photos from there to the show and that, and, yeah, I, I think it's safe to say The suit... The suit is uh, very good. Uh, yeah. yeah. I I don't... I was, uh, I was like a little like, oh God, what's this going to look like? Because we've had so many, you know, weird um, Fox X-Men costumes. Some of them have worked, some of them haven't. But I looked at this and I'm like, yep, this is Wolverine. I mean, yes, it's very much grounded in reality. It's, you know, kind of got the same kind of texture and styling as like Deadpool's costume, but obviously it's all going to be yellow.
0: And yeah. Blue.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, this is what fans have asked for for years and we're finally getting it. So. Yay.
0: Yeah, it it isn't the 90s kind that's like kind of more metallic. I mean, I like it, it wasn't metallic, but it was shiny in that way. Yeah. And it it kind of I don't know if you can make it fit the way it fit in the cartoon cuz it does. It looks like Deadpool's costume but yellow. It looks like the same material like it um, so it makes me concerned that, like, it's part of a bit in Deadpool instead of being, like, real. Um, but, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm excited to see it, uh, and, uh, it's, you know, let's, let's see what they, what they do. I have a full trust in Deadpool 3. It sucks that they had to stop, but I understand being, uh, you know, staying with the cause.
1: Yeah, probably thinks, too, like, we know the TVA is involved. Um, I wonder if when Wolverine teams up with Deadpool, that maybe the TVA gives them this costume, and maybe that's kind of, like, their way to, like, work around it. So, we'll see. But, yeah. Oh, um, well, that movie's supposed to come out next summer, but who knows at this point with the strike if that's still going to happen. But we'll see. Um, Andor and the Punisher star Eben Moss Bacharach may be in line to play the thing in Fantastic Four. Yet again, more Fantastic Four casting rumors. Yet again. It'll keep on going for a while I feel like. um, Yeah, good actor. If he gets it, cool. Um, but so hard to know what's going on right now with that movie. They haven't done anything to announce the cast. Which is kind of bizarre because like I feel like at this point we should have gotten some casting, but I wonder why it's not quite working out, why people aren't maybe getting to the final signature there.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, at this point, like, Superman Legacy, James Gunn is like, here are the characters, here are the people playing. A little bit late. Would have loved to have seen that again. We've already covered this um, in the flash, but uh, and I know the uh, but the Fantastic Four has been in development for way longer than Superman Legacy, yeah. and they've got their stuff together. So, I mean, I understand that it sounded like they were, you know, they they had at least gotten stew with Margot, but that fell through, or, or maybe that was never real in the first place. I don't want to hear rumors. Just say, hello, I am Bob Iger, or whoever's, or, or Kevin, whatever, whoever's going to make the announcement, this is who's playing them. And until then, I don't care.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of at the same boat. Like, I mentioned it out of curiosity, because I'm like, mm. that, like, trying to envision this actor. But I mean, he's a good actor, and I think he would do well. But yeah, part of me at this point is like, just just do a, uh, a variety piece, just announcing it. That would be the way to go. Okay. On to DC News. Speaking of uh, The Flash and that uh, just bizarre movie, uh, James Gunn confirms that George Clooney will not be the DCU's Batman in Brave and the Bold, which I think a lot of people assumed. But considering how that movie ended, it was a little nebulous as to who, if he was playing Batman because it kind of seemed like it was maybe setting him up to be it. But I had my doubts, personally. What do you
0: think, Spark? Um, I didn't think that. I wasn't, because, I don't know, it's not like Clooney's busy right now, it's not like he's pumping out movies, but it did seem that James was kind of, like, he was like, that was that. The Flash is the end of that. Mm -hmm. We were told it was going to be the connecting piece, but they did no connecting, so it does feel like what originally was supposed to bridge the two worlds now just closed out that one, yeah. and we're getting no crossover. That's that's what it seems like.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I never thought that that was going to be the case, but I did think maybe they would find a way to incorporate him. Like, maybe he's not the Batman, but maybe he finds a way to, like, I don't know, maybe be, like, a Nick Fury-type role in this universe or whatever, but I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's not doing much these days. I think he's kind of focusing on his family right now, which is good, but, yeah. Either way, I'm fine with him not being the Batman. I mean, I do think they should get someone older, just because if you're going to have a Batman who has like I'm assuming that this movie is going to have the bat family in it like Robin maybe Batgirl um, you know some of those characters and he's going to have a son like if you're going to do that you need to have a Batman who's probably a little bit older like maybe 40 45 something like that so um, I mean it,
0: that's I know they're not going to use Ben yeah but that is he's perfect for that role
1: i was thinking that too like he would have been perfect for like yeah like a a batman that you can buy as having like trained already a couple robins and a couple other like bat family characters like he you could easily buy that with him so
0: yep i mean he's not gonna do it but uh you know like the best one of the better parts as we said of the Flash was the two Batmans. Yeah. Exactly. Uh and so that continued to give me hope that okay, if this guy's doing the Batman, he seems to get it, except for the costume it was tracking. But yeah. the set pieces, very well executed. So yeah. yeah.
1: Have we heard anything about Batgirl? Um Casting-wise? <laughs> no. No, it's... They say right now that, like, Superman's their focus, and then they're going to work on other projects, so... Um, but part of me... I, I, we haven't heard anything official, but... Like, we've already kind of... We're starting to establish that this new Superman movie is going to be a world where superheroes already exist. So, what's to say you don't have Batman show up at the end of Superman Legacy to, like you know, talk with Superman or something like that. So I have a feeling that might be the case, especially because James Gunn came from the Marvel machine and Marvel loves to like set up the next movie with a post credit scene and other stuff. So I don't know. I I don't have anything to back this up, but just my feeling would be that like, yeah, somehow at the end of Superman Legacy, you're going to see like some someone from that Bat movie, maybe Batgirl, maybe Batman, somebody to kind of set up that movie.
0: Um, but speaking I, of Superman, what I, oh sorry, no, go ahead. No, 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 no go, no, go, no, go, because no. i I want to talk about Superman. So
1: Perfect. okay, I was gonna say we're moving on to the next piece here. So we've got Superman legacy casting. Uh, Barry's breakout star Anthony Curraght has been cast as Metamorpho. Uh, Nathan Fillion has been cast as Green Lantern, and then you have Il- Isabella Merced and Edai. Gathigi as both Hawkgirl and Mr. Terrific, uh, respectively. Worth noting, Edai gathigi I think that's how you pronounce his name, was also an X-Men First Class, infamously died <laughs> very early in that movie. Spoilers for X-Men First Class, by the way. But, yeah. You should have seen that movie at this point, sorry.
0: But. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know who, who metamorphor or whatever, obviously I'm not even maybe saying the name Like, right. I don't know who that is, but I love the actor from Barry. He's so good mm-hmm. in that role. So if this comic book character has a sense of humor, they great casting. If not, um, I'm disappointed because they're, they're wasting some of this guy's range. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the first class guy, I only got a couple of scenes with him. Um, I, I wouldn't say that he particularly did well or poorly because there just was a lot yeah. for him to chew on. Um, but I'm a bit more familiar with Mr. Terrific, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Um... Yeah,
1: and the thing is, too, is, like, what's interesting is, like, Metamorpho, he's a superhero... He did at one point join the. He's been in some various versions of the Justice League. So, I mean, it sounds like they're at least setting up a huge world with these characters already in it, which I think is cool. So,
0: yeah,
1: I'm. I mean, I'm
0: into it, but I am a little concerned that like they're loading up. Like, I I guess James' plan, which does make sense, is like, hey, we've seen like five Supermans right like if you look at the tv shows and the movies we don't need like you know you know everything right yeah. so it it seems like his plan is for this superman movie to be a vehicle to launch the world less superman so way less man of steel which was like so focused on superman and yeah. kind of way way more um I mean, I don't even have a good example of of a Marvel movie. Well, actually, Doctor Strange 2 is probably the best recent example where it really wasn't about Doctor Strange. It was about world-building for Black Widow and um, America. I forget that female character. Anyway, it feels like that.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm... I do want to hope that, yeah, like, Superman and Lois are, like, the focus of the movie. I I do like that, they're at least establishing that this is a world that has supers in it, and it's not just, hey, like, Superman's in a bubble. Like, that's something that I think is cool and makes sense. But, yeah, I, I do worry a little bit that we're gonna, you know, how much screen time are we really gonna get with this Nathan Fillion playing uh, Green Lantern? Or is it just going to be that he shows up for one action sequence and then just that's it? You'll see him in Green Lantern coming 2026 or whatever it is. Like, I don't know. what What is the balance there? And I think uh, James Gunn has said that it's going to be very much a Superman and Lois movie. Those are the oh, movie. he did? Okay. Yeah, he did say that they are the protagonists of the movie. But again, you know, they can be the protagonists and still you know, get a little bit drawn out. So we'll see. Um, a, lot
0: of, a lot of characters in him, like a lot, and a lot of new characters. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, so you're going to need time, or, I mean, maybe not. I mean, Black Adam, they just were like, okay, Dr. Fate's in this. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, didn't go into who he is, or what he does, or what his motivation, they were just like, I'll, I'll get in there. Adam... I mean, I know who those people are, yeah. but they didn't really explain. So, it could be like that, where James is just like, eh. You know?
1: Yeah. Which, I don't know. I I also think it's good that he's not, like, putting in big-name characters, like an Aquaman or, like, uh, Wonder Woman. Because those characters would probably dominate the screen a little too much. At least, like, if you do... a. Uh... A Mister Terrific and a Metamorphal Like, don't get me wrong. Like, those are cool characters. It'll be nice to see them, but they're not as distracting. Uh, and I think that's kind of what they're maybe going for here. Is like, cool, cool little world building, but at the same time, like, not totally distracting from the goals of this movie, which is to tell Superman's story. So, at least that's what I'm. I'm my vibe on it so far is is I'm like, okay. Hopefully, we can keep the focus on those characters and keep these other characters. Again, like Hot Girl, Mister Terrific, cool characters, but like they're not going to hopefully dominate the screen the same way that Superman will. Uh, Correct.
0: No, nobody's gagging for Hot Girl. <laughs>
1: no. no, like I think it's cool that you'll see that there's supers in the world, but yeah, it's not like they're gonna dominate the screen. Speaking of casting, Nicholas Holt is apparently out of the running for uh, for Lex Luthor in Superman Legacy. He was apparently the front runner, but for some reason didn't work out. Feel bad for him because he does uh, he did also want to play Batman in the Matt Reeves uh, movie, but lost that out to um, Uh, Robert Adamson. Yeah, so the boy wants Um, to be in a superhero movie, but they don't want him apparently. But. You know,
0: I, I'm glad he wasn't Batman. I could see this dude being Lex Luthor. I mean, he, he had his little run in the X-Men. I, I could see that. Yeah. But, uh,
1: nah. Yeah. I, I mean, think, obviously, not giving
0: it to him, but...
1: I think the, the two who are in the running are, like, the Skarsgård brothers. Either one of them, like Alexander or Bill Skarsgård, are both in the running now for... Lex Luthor, which I could see that. Um, I think, to be honest, I think probably Alexander Skarsgård would probably be better than Bill, just because, I don't know, you're supposed to buy that, like, Lex Luthor is, like, this, like at the peak of human conditioning or whatever, right? So, like, he's not a superhero like Superman, or he's not a, a metahuman, but, like, he's pushed himself to the absolute limit, so. I could buy that more with Alexander Skarsgård than I can with Bill Skarsgård, but yeah. Correct. We'll see that, uh we'll see more when that comes out. Uh oh, and then also apparently Channing Tatum might be playing Hal Jordan. So that's Ooh Yeah. Which would be it's a little old, but I I like that. Yeah. I, I like Channing Tatum as an actor and he, he, he got done dirty with Gambit, so um, yeah, him as uh, Dorman sure now this is just a rumor, but you
0: know, it was cast- gonna be a good Gambit, if they had actually like, given him a movie
1: yeah, and and he could do the accent the thing is too, is apparently he might be playing Gambit in Deadpool 3, which I think would be a nice little kind of like when we saw The Flash and you see, uh, Nicolas Cage in Superman, just like you never got your movie, but at least we'll give you this. One little scene or something like that. So. And then, finally, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is coming out at the beginning of August, and we now know that Shredder won't appear in the movie, but he will be in the sequel. So, the director did say that their plan was to The Dark Knight this, in their words, uh, and have Shredder be the villain of TMNT Mutant Mayhem 2. I'm excited for this movie. I I, I like that they're doing the turtles right, and the animation style looks fun, the cast looks fun. I don't know. I think this could be a fun movie, but yeah. No Shredder. So if you're coming into this movie expecting Shredder, maybe post-credit scene. I mean, they wouldn't say that in an interview, but I feel like post-credit scene, maybe.
0: That one looks good. It looks like it's going to be the first. I've seen all of them. I saw the live action TMTs. I saw the uh, the solo remake TMT. That was it's like three D with CGI. Yeah. Um, and then this one, this looks like the first. This is the first one I've been like genuinely excited about. Not just excited because no in turtles, but I think, hey, this looks good.
1: Yeah. I mean, it looks like they're borrowing a little bit from uh, the Spider-Verse movies in terms of, like, the animation style, but that's, I mean, there's worse uh, things that you could be copying, so I'm, I'm not complaining. Cool. Uh, and with that, we're going to take a quick break and then come back and review two very obscure titles because there's not much else this week since Mission Impossible came out on a random day of the week. All right. Back in a bit. Hey everybody, it's Curtis from the Podcast Lane. You know that we're brought to you by Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's got amazing content such as The Boys, The Expanse, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you want to stick around, they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up. And you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits. So sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. Okay, we're back. Uh, yeah, there's not much out this week, because we're kind of in between Barbenheimer and uh, Mission Impossible. It's a little bit, like, nobody really wants to put out a movie between those three movies, but... Um, well, some, some people do. Uh, first up is The Starling Girl. Uh, it's about a woman who's got, like, a Christian upbringing, and then she kind of has a sexual awakening when her um, when someone returns to town I don't want to spoil too much of the plot but I gotta give something here let um, that truck just do its thing uh, yeah, The Starling Girl uh, it was very good performances were great, the story was strong uh, some of the cinematography felt a little weak at times I mean, but this is a lower budget movie so I'm a little more forgiving I give this an 8 out of 10 and then, finally, Too Hot to Handle, season five. <laughs> uh, the show is a little ridiculous. Basic premise, if you don't know, is uh, these uh, guys and girls are thinking they're on a certain type of reality show, but then they're, uh, they find out they're not. They're on a different show, which is Too Hot to Handle, where uh, they have to abstain from any like physical romance, so any kissing, any hand-holding... Uh, definitely not sex and if they do uh this prize pool that they win gets basically deducted they get penalized and the more they do it the lesser their prize pool becomes so obviously uh they have to uh try to abstain but also some of them just try to break the rules and it's ridiculous um the cast is always just full of like young dumb beautiful people and, uh, I don't know. There's a certain charm to watching it, but it, it lacks, obviously, a lot of the, uh, emotional clout and weight of, like, something like a Love is Blind or something like that. So, I don't know. I'd give this, like, uh, a, a, I'm, like, bordering on, like, a six or a seven. So, I'll give it, like, a six and a half out of ten. So, cool. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, both Spark and I need to jet out and go do different things, so... We'll see you all next week when we're going to talk Barbenheimer. Until next time, everybody. Bye for now.